0: Welcome to At The Whiteboard. I'm Nicole North, and I'm your host. This season on At The Whiteboard, we're focusing on everything leadership, learning, and development. We have a ton of great guests ready to share their knowledge. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to At The Whiteboard. I'm your host, Nicole North, and I have the absolute pleasure of being joined by Brenda Pearson today. Hello.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be with you today.
0: I am also very, very pumped about our conversation. Um, So let's start with quickly, tell us about yourself and what you do.
1: Awesome. So again, thank you for having me. Um, I'm a CM, a career management professional. Um, I've had 13 plus lucky years at the Ivy Business School in their career management team, Uh, you know, navigating through multiple roles, uh, primarily coaching, program design, delivery, and facilitation, and mainly working with the awesome uh, Ivy MBA students within the program. Recently, however, I uh, decided to follow a longtime dream of mine and launch an organizational and career happiness coaching and consulting practice. Um, so excited to chat a little bit more about that and what I'm up to. Uh, you know, personally, I live in Brights Grove, which is just outside of Sarnia, and I have my uh, two boys, they're both teenagers, and in you know, my I guess, spare time. I just, I I think I'd like to share all this because it's the whole self I love to bring to these conversations. I nerd out on podcasts. So again, I'm a bit of a fangirl being part of this uh, experience today. Uh, I love cycling. And, you know, I just love (laughs) being with family and friends and spending time outdoors. But again, thanks, Nicole, for having me. I'm super excited to be here.
0: We're so thrilled and so excited. I feel so Part of someone that's just starting their entrepreneurial journey. I remember. I mean, gosh, I'm I'm still on uh, almost ten years later, but um, it's such an exciting, thrilling, exhilarating time. So I'm I'm I, I feel very special to be part of that. Thank you.
1: Oh well, thank you. It, it it absolutely is. It's amazing in the short few months that I've launched my business how. Um, i have already. I feel like the business has evolved, and how I'm falling down, making mistakes, but that's okay. Giving myself permission and having, uh, uh, you know, a shitload of fun along the way. Uh, many days I don't feel like I'm working. I just get to speak with amazing people, um, help people along with their goals, and learn so much along the way.
0: That's so exciting, and I love that uh, Brenda asked me uh, earlier. We talked about, yeah. that and she said, "Can I?" Say- podcast i'll
1: I'll try and avoid the (laughs) (laughs) f-bombs
0: they're totally okay we we like to take a casual approach to things around here
1: awesome awesome
0: so we wanted to talk today about limiting beliefs and this is kind of a, a passion topic for brenda and something that came to me i'm not a uh, you know, I have a small certification in coaching, but not a, a you know, big, um, thorough certification. But I remember one of the first concepts in, in coaching and, and that I learned was starting to identify when someone had a limiting belief and being able to ask questions around that. And to this day, that is still one of the most thrilling things that I find when you're in a coaching session and you're able to let someone know that they have a limiting belief and kind of have them through it, self-realize it. So, you know, from your perspective, what what is a limiting belief?
1: So, I completely understand. I love those light bulb moments or those moments within the coaching sessions where you get an, an instinct and you want to drill down on something. And ultimately, you uncover uh, a limiting belief. Even pulling back, limiting beliefs—you know—all tied into the, con- uh, I would say, the, the the concept of imposter syndrome, um, the concept of lacking confidence, lacking—you um, know, that the 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 whole idea that um, you're just not enough, feeling like you are not enough. So these are beliefs that turn into thoughts um, that. You know, drive our actions and how we operate in life. These these beliefs um, are not true <laughs> most of the time. These are the things we tell ourselves um, on on a day to day basis, whether we're conscious or unconscious of it, and uh, helps well enables us and sometimes disables us um, to either create magic and or destroy our lives. On the other tandem, so. I would say that's that in a nutshell. You know, is, is is how I would describe a limiting belief.
0: Okay. So what what do they look like, sound like, feel like when you come across one?
1: Yeah, and and so you know, in my years of experience, so I, I, my claim to fame is that I have my ten thousand hours of coaching slash interviewing individuals. So I've I've learned from I would say the more practical approach in terms of identifying. Uh, from the MBA students, uh, I would say some of the common phrases you would hear would be, you know, the, the, it's it's the idea of the fear uh, fear of failure, um, the the idea that um, you know I'm not enough, um, I'm not worthy, I'm not smart enough, I'm too young, I'm too old, <laughs> um, I don't have enough time. Um, there's there's just so many different. That, that's what I would say. They, they sound like they're these voices that come into your head. Um, again, that are not right. Um, that will tell you initially, as in a clear example, many people who may be getting a new project or initiative or for me getting a new client engagement, even being asked to be part of this podcast, my first knee jerk reaction. Ooh, I can't do that. I don't, that's, I'm in over my head. And 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 then when I pause and and reflect on what I'm actually saying, it's like no, <laughs> you know, shut up, that's not true at all. I'm totally, I totally got this. But more often than not, it's it's those those initial reactions that we have um, to to either different cha- challenges to change um, that you know that we put into our head those 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 negative thoughts.
0: Yeah, and you know, sometimes I struggled to resonate with some of these. And, you know, I joked about this on a podcast when we talked about Dare to Lead. Uh, I guess that was last year we were talking about Dare to Lead. Um, And I said, oh, I don't feel shame. And I guess I'd never felt some of those feelings like I'm not worthy or or things like that. And so I always struggled to connect with limiting beliefs until it was something like, oh, so-and-so doesn't like me. So mm-hmm. that so and so. in my uh, coaching class, you know, one of the phrases they taught us was, "Well, what tells you? What tells you that that so and so doesn't like you?" You know, it was kind of digging through. Oh well, I know she doesn't like me because this. Well, is that actually the truth, or is that something you just believe? And kind of digging through that. And so, uh, you know, I love really exploring these limiting. Beliefs. And, and looking at what they could sound like for different people,
1: you bring up such an excellent point, Nicole. Um, it's not one size fits all at, at all. There are many people that have um, gone through significant trauma growing up, and you know it's it's helped to shape a lot of their own insecurities. Um, whereas. For myself personally, I grew up in a wonderful family. I was the the youngest of four, you know, loved and kind of the center of attention. But for whatever reason, you know, as time progressed and different patterns and different um, and, and I would say external exposure uh, that we've gotten, social exposure, whether to family, friends, or high school experiences. It's this stacking effect or this accumulation effect where these things just kind of build on each other. And so it, it absolutely is not a one size fits all. And I believe there's, you know, two reasons if I can kind of, you know, get a teeny bit nerdy for a moment. But uh, these two big, yeah. so two big reasons that I, that I, I see that why these actually uh, why we have these thoughts. They do serve a purpose. Uh, So I am not a neurologist, I will never claim to be, and that is not a limiting belief that is actually the real deal. Um, But I have looked into it and I nerd out on these types of things. And we are built to survive, not to thrive. So what that means is we have what's called a reptilian or survival brain. And in the olden days, you know, this prehistoric days, when we were chased by, you know, let's say, saber-toothed tigers or uh, when, you know, survival was the, the, the paramount. Um, these were the thoughts that helped us preserve our energy and helped us just to survive and live and procreate. Um, whereas, you know, as we move forward and evolved in life, this is, this is something I think is an important point to realize as an aha so that when we have these thoughts, um, I really want to take the time here to ground this because it, it it's not true. You know, Our mind does not equal the truth all the time. Um, so I think that's the one piece. And then the second piece that I think is really important to know, and I think just based on our conversation today, uh, we're not alone. Uh, I want to normalize this for people. Uh, this is something that everybody has in their own form. It may manifest very differently where... Younger or newer managers and leaders may overcompensate um, Where people may be a little bit more trying to prove themselves so much and become what I like to coin or sorry I have to give credit to I'm gonna long coin this for me But the insecure overachiever where you overcompensate for things or other people where they just you know are afraid to take risks So I would say the two pieces the science behind it. It is it's how we are built We're built to survive not to thrive and then second we all, we, we all have this. This is all part of, part of our own um, makeup, our own human nature.
0: So interesting. I remember listening to something not too long ago um, and it talked about, um, you know, referring to this reptilian brain and that deep in our kind of uh, coded into our DNA is this mm-hmm. idea of not wanting to be outcast from the rest of the group. Yes, And and those fears are what we're seeing kind of manifest um, when we are afraid to take risks, try something new, go against the grain, say something against the grain. Um, And I I think that's so interesting that we have this deep intrinsic fear of being excluded from the group because being excluded from the group um, meant that you died right yes you know, our yes. feelings now are like you know I don't want to be left out or socially outcast but that has deep-rooted fears in, in in like actually of dying if you were outcast from the group so I think that really brings to light that these these feelings are normal and they're based in something that's very um, innate to us
1: yeah it's it's fascinating that at the very core what that how that manifests for us and at the very core for most people again i don't want to speak for the world um that we're just not enough and 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 that is you know deep rooted in our dna that is such a it's so fascinating there is good news (laughs) there is good news on this though um that we are dynamic natures we are dynamic beings we're malleable And there is a lot of recent science. I love Dr. Joe Dispenza as an example. And I apologize if I name drop a few people throughout this. um, But these are some of the people I nerd out on. Um, But there's a lot of science that speaks to um, how our brain is absolutely dynamic and it can change. And there are things that we can do in the shorter term and even the longer term to create new um, patterns and new habits.
0: That neuroplasticity. Yes, (laughs)
1: ma'am. Yes, ma'am.
0: That ability to change those neural pathways in our mind. And I think I think that is why I I have always been such a huge fan of managers, coaching teams. Um, And I have been a huge fan of coaching myself. And, you know, even in the in the recent uh, last few months. Um, had a coach to work through some of my um, barriers and limiting beliefs and challenges and thoughts about things. And it is just there there is nothing more exhilarating than having someone ask you questions in a way that helps you, self-identify that certain things are not true or that you are perceiving things in a certain way or that you are reacting to something in a particular way because of a past experience and that you actually have the, oh gosh, this is going to sound super cheesy, but you actually, you actually have the power within you to change your behaviors. You are not glued Uh, You know, those pathways are not set in stone. You actually have the opportunity to change how you respond, react um, to things and how you how you believe in yourself. Absolutely. Um, I think we discussed this before. I'm a big
1: Tony Robbins fan, a UPW two time grad. Um, And, you know, one thing he has coined is your history is not your destiny.
0: Yes. Yeah. So interesting. And we you know, we were on a clubhouse call yesterday, and we were talking about resiliency. And someone, you know, in the room said, well, I almost wanted to say is was this a limiting belief, right? I'm, I don't feel like I am resilient, because I haven't gone through trauma. Uh, And this person, you know, believed that the only way to um, it, it, have resiliency was if you experienced some significant trauma in your life.
1: <laughs> That's when, if I recall, you had a mic drop moment, um, <laughs> because, it, and, and going off on a slight tangent, but I think it does pull into uh, confidence and, and understanding your core strengths. And this actually was an aha moment for me when I, because I actually get coaching myself, because if I'm going to be a coach, I totally buy into um, and believe in that wholeheartedly, that the things that come easy to you and the things you take for granted—if you actually pause and think about those things and actually uh, reflect on those—those those actually are your spikes, or your strengths, or your superpowers. Um, so I loved how you, you know, in that in that conversation, um, did circle back and highlighted that perhaps it's not that you are not resilient. In fact, actually, you probably have a higher level of resiliency, um, but you're just not giving it full credit.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was so, so interesting. So I'd like, I'd really like to dig into some of these different limiting beliefs. Uh, You know, I I was actually on a call with someone today and and said, oh, you know, my company's not big enough to get this kind of work or work with this type of client. And, you know, as you were talking, I was like, oh, I guess that's a limiting belief of mine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So tell me what, why is that? Why is your company not, let's, let's do you want to do this? Do you want to get right into a bit of a, I can, I can put on my coaching hat. <laughs> it's always my I love comfort. It. Let, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. Awesome. Okay. So tell me, let's, let, let's explore this. Let's unpack uh, that a little bit more for me. What do you mean your company? What, what do you mean by your company not being big enough? At this well, I don't point?
0: know. I, I was, I was reaching out, you know, a, part of my work and my business development right now is um wanting to create, you know, this powerhouse team of experts um, so that when we respond to proposals, when we go um, and pitch clients, um, that we have this super well-rounded expertise. I know what I'm an expert in and what I'm not an expert in. You know what I mean? I I know uh, that I am a great facilitator um, I know a little bit about emotional intelligence, but I'm not certified in emotional intelligence. So, you know, when a client comes to me, I want to be able to say, yes, I have a team member that has this certification and can do that. And yes, I can facilitate this because this is my area of expertise. And, you know, as I said before, I have a coaching certification. It's not one of the, uh, you know, formally accredited 10,000 hours, uh, one of those coaching things, so I have the skill set to coach. But if someone really wants those accreditations, when they uh, bring me in as a company, I want to have the people on the team that can deliver that for them with full confidence. So I think for me, it was you know, if I want to pitch a, a huge corporate company, you know, is is my company enough? Is it you know, am I just? am I just one individual? I'm not enough to do that. I don't, that was kind of what was going through my head during that conversation.
1: Wow. You, you actually said a lot. And if we had, you know, a couple hours, I would dig into this a little more, but I, I think there's a lot that you said that I, I can, I can certainly pull from, but before I do, how does that manifest for you? then? What does that look like? What, what thoughts do you have? What actions do you take?
0: Well, I think it probably limits the action that I take. I think that it um, prevents me maybe from going from going to bigger companies or going to companies out of scope. And, and I don't know if those are limiting beliefs or parts of those are also just, facts that I know after working, you know, in this industry for 10 years, you know, if you haven't worked at, for example, um, if you haven't done leadership training for a law firm before, um, most law firms aren't going to hire you because they want people who have done leadership training in a law firm. And so, and that could be just because, you know, we didn't win a couple of proposals once in a legal sector that made me believe that no law firm would ever yeah. hire us, right? So,
1: can, can I can I dig into that for just a moment? Let's yeah. let's pin let's park this for just a moment and we'll we'll come back because um, I want to dig into this piece because I do want to highlight that I don't believe, and from my experience and from a lot of the research I've been doing, um, the imposter syndrome or having a lack of confidence or having uh, th- these kind of questions to exactly your point is, is is not always a bad thing. It can be a fantastic check and balance um, to ensure that you're not in over your head or that you are asking for help um, and that you are managing expectations within a particular uh, client situation. So, you know, sometimes I think in the, you know, I'm using quotes, we can't see the self-help world, we get caught up and you can believe and do anything. And absolutely. I do believe there is that potential but I think there's also the idea of um, calibrating, I think, some some expectations as well along the way um, that that and, and I do think it is good to be honest with yourself and that it is it is a good thought. So at first, before you just dismiss it, I think it's an important point to actually process it and, and, and question and even to get to the point of questioning that.
0: I love it. That's that. I I, I appreciate that. It, it makes me feel better. I, you know, as I sat there, I was like, oh, is this a limiting belief? Am I just closing myself off? And it may be that I'm just, you know, mm. doing good business analysis.
1: Well, and again, going back to, I think that we have to manage our own self expectations. That nobody's perfect. Um, we all have, you know, we all have gaps and weaknesses, and we have to embrace it. I don't think we have to focus on it. Um, is the one piece, but that said i actually think for the most part of of the situations that you're speaking to um i don't know necessarily that it that that it is always a truth and so coming back if i can pull you back um uh, some coaching or some phrases sorry that i heard you say is you know that if i can paraphrase slightly and please correct me if i'm wrong but the idea that i think you're the underlying You know, fear, so to speak, is that you, I, in my short interactions with you, Nicole, I feel like you love people and you want to help people so much. And I get a sense that you don't want to let people down. And by not having a rate at this very, at your fingertips, not having, you know, a roster of every single expert in the field, that if you get the uh, engagement, that you're, you're, you are setting yourself to let, let your client down. Is that, and, and, and ultimately says your company enough, but who owns your company? It's you. And so I think it does come down, down to, is it, am I enough? Is that, it, it, am I overstepping my bounds here? No, 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 no.
0: I, I, I think it's, I think there is something there that says, I mean, and you know, it's been a, it's been an interesting year, a lot of transition in the world and the industry we're in. You know, my business partner retiring and now I'm on my own. Am I enough to do this on my own? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think that, I think that is, um, it is completely fair. A fair question you're asking. Um, can I jump into a bit of a, again, the nerd of me created a yes. bit of a, a model yeah. <laughs> um, that I think can help people when they have these thoughts um, in, invade their heads. <laughs> and maybe we can do a bit of a walkthrough. So I will I'll walk you through it a little bit. And then I'll, I'll get you to kind of chime in. Um, so first off, when you have a thought, such as I'm not enough, or is my business enough for this for x, uh, I think the first thing you need to do, so I call it, you know, the four, the, well, it's a four, but if we really want to go crazy, it's five hours um, for reframing. Um, so recognizing, I think is the first thing you know, it's important that you see things as they are, you know, not worse than they are, um, but absolutely just see things as they are. So I think that's the point in time where, you know, when we speak about meditation and mindfulness and even just being aware that these thoughts are actually coming into your head. Um, So that thought, if I, if I can paraphrase, but feel free to uh, dive in, you know, basically is, is my company, am I enough to be able to deliver, you know, to some of these clients? Cause you want to deliver, I would assume with excellence, um, and knock it out of the park. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I want and, it to be perfect. I want it to be absolutely engaging. I want it to work. I want them to change their behaviors. I want that to impact the organization's ROI and meet all of their L and D performance metrics. I, I, I want it all.
1: Yeah. So then the next stage I would say is it could be refute. So that's the assessment. So, but if there are parts within your limiting belief that you because I don't think anything that you had said is necessarily a limiting belief. I don't think anything is ever going to be perfect. So it might be that, you know, there might be some perfectionism, um, (laughs) but tendencies, but I think a lot of uh, um, entrepreneurs likely have, have that. Um, But the refute is the next piece is, okay, so let's question this now. Is this true? You know, if it's not, tell it to shut up tell it to F off, <laughs> you know, the idea, am I too old? Am I not educated enough? Am I not qualified? Um, is this out of my league? Um, one thing I heard from you a few times during our conversation, not just during this you know, um, simulation of coaching right now, uh, is that you you have a coaching certification, but it's, for lack of better words, I feel like you're, you're discounting it and saying, well, it's not a real one, it's not a real coaching, and because of that, I don't have the certifications, yet, you know, I believe you have probably ample and and a slew of experience that probably overcompensates
0: for that. That's, that's, that's fair. Yes. uh, You know, I've definitely coached tons of people and (laughs) and do that as part of, you know, facilitation. So absolutely. It's yeah, I, you probably hit that right on the head. You've rendered, you've rendered me speechless because you're absolutely right.
1: Yeah. Um, and I, I think I can relate because I, I think I, I have a recent coaching certification, but not one that is you know, IFC certified at this point. And I've had a lot of these conversations, so I can, I can relate to all of that, but rest assured from what I understand the market. Um, experience in the school of you know hard knocks, or <laughs> actually working with individuals, it, it pays out in spades. Um, so we've recognized, we saw things as they are. Hopefully not worse than what they are. I think you've questioned whether this is true, and maybe maybe you're you're telling it a little bit to kind of okay, you know what, <laughs> shoe off. <laughs> this isn't <laughs> this isn't for me. Then you need to replace it. The next step is replacing it with a, a go to either mantra. Uh, Marie Forleo is the one that uh, I was just recently listening to her. And, you know, uh, she, she talks about quickly replacing. Um, so that mine is I got this just something simple. Yeah, and I shake my head. I got this. You know, I, I rock, <laughs> you know, just some sort of go to um, mantra. It's okay to make mistakes. I'm giving it my all I care about people. I love doing what I do, whatever that go to mantra, what, you know, does any um, go to mantra kind of come to mind initially?
0: Yeah, I think the one that I consistently come back to is I'm a great facilitator. I'm a really excellent facilitator. And I and I yeah. and I know that and people tell me that. And so that is one mm-hmm. of those mantras that when I do start to doubt myself or uh, my business or my you know capacity and ability to take on a client or do something at the end of the day, I can always go back to I, I am an excellent facilitator. <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. Um, and I do agree. <laughs> and I've told you that before too. <laughs> um, and then the last the last phase and no shock, repeat. Um, under that neuroplasticity, it's so important that we make this a habit and we repeat, repeat, repeat. Um, much like physically working out, it's not a one and done. It's not a two and done. It is something that we need to integrate into our, I would say, daily, weekly, monthly, our, our, our lives, minute by minute, second by second. Um, life. So it's recognize, refute, replace and repeat. Um, But I did say for fun, you know, for shits and giggles, if we wanted to add in, you know, a third. Um, So recognize, refute, if you really want to cement it in, this is again, an exercise that Tony Robbins um, has done. And if you're going to UPW, you will experience it firsthand. Um, The third phase, I highly recommend to add in is ridicule. So ridicule that voice. You know, some people um, may name it, calling it Hector. I call mine Nellie. Um, mm-hmm. If 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 you remember again, I'm dating myself, but the um, little house on the prairie. Nellie yeah. was like the little bully and the mean kid, and I just never liked her. And so, <laughs> um, so again, it's pulling from really a deep part, a, a deep place for me. So I call her her Nellie. Um, you can give it a silly voice, um, and 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 you know, it just is a quick way. to to, to shake the pattern, to break the pattern. So recognize, refute, ridicule, replace, and then repeat.
0: I think that is such a fantastic framework. I am certainly going to put that, um, you and I have the same habit of post-it notes on our laptop reminding us (laughs) of things to do. I'm gonna put those at five Rs and I know I will summarize them too uh, for the folks on the podcast so that they have access to them as well. Uh, what those five R's are to kind of tackle your limiting beliefs, um, and, and you know, just to I, no, I don't want to slip out of my my coaching hat spot right now or your coaching hat spot. But what are some of the implications of people not addressing and uh, you yeah. know redirecting and reframing these limiting beliefs?
1: Yeah, it and again, not one size fits all. It manifests so differently for everybody. But I think at the core. Uh, most people just are not living up to their potential. Um, they're not taking any risks, uh, not trying new things, and 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 it doesn't have to be big things. Even just little things that they're afraid to grow. Um, procrastination is a big one, and I, this is I'm guilty as charged with procrastination, uh, taking too long to settle down to tasks because thinking they're you're in over your head or not knowing where to start. Um, you know, uh, for even taking it a little further. I know people and, you know, myself included possibly stayed at, at jobs too long, stayed in relationships too long, um, not wanting to get themselves out of the comfort zone. Um, and if really, if we really wanted to uh, go to a, a, a you know, a, a real place, and I think it's it's real for a lot of people right now in this past year, it's been tough. You know, it's the, it's the depression. Um, you know, if you get in your head, you know, you're dead is, 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 again, a Tony Robbins phrase. It's, 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 very, it's, it's very direct, but um, I think, you know, at the very core, you know, it, it really can have some uh, life-altering implications by not actually um, addressing some of these um, limiting beliefs. For the most part, though, the good news is, the most part, it really comes down to people not living up to their potential, um, but just not living the life that they are meant to live. Um, so that's what I, that, that are some of the implications that, as I see it.
0: I love that. And I, you know, I think again, for everyone listening, start listening to your inner dialogue, start listening to that tape player, uh, that goes through your head, start listening to the words that you say, when you talk to people, um, you know, as coaches, this is, this is what we do. We listen to the words and how people use them. And you saw, um, Brenda was able to pull something I said twice in one conversation. Um, You know, oh, I don't really have this certification. Listen to those words and start to identify where you might be selling yourself short, where you might be saying something that in fact, only you believe no one else believes that you believe that do you have facts. And again, that's one of my favorite parts of, of, when I kind of grasped onto this concept is what tells you so? What tells you that your coaching certification isn't good enough? What, what has told you that you're not the same level of coach as anyone else? And it's all just assumption and um, projection of circumstances that put you there. You don't I don't actually have the facts to support what I'm saying. And that really makes it easy for me to say, yes, that is a limiting belief I have. Um, I've identified it and now I can work through it and change, change the script, change my pathway of how I talk about it.
1: That is so, you said so many things that are so, um, that I want to pick up on. Um, Absolutely. That was another Nicole mic drop. Um, (laughs) Moments, But words absolutely have meanings and this could be a whole other podcast in terms of manifestation and and, and future and positive psychology Um, But they absolutely do but the great thing is is we can choose what we, we believe we can absolutely choose what we can believe and so with that you can even flip the switch and Not only do you not have facts for that? limiting belief, but guess what? You know, I have a whole roster of evidence that I have taken the time to download into my head that actually supports otherwise. Um, so I, I love that. I love that concept so much.
0: And if I can explore even one other little component, because this was something that certainly impacted me this year, um, was not necessarily my own perceptions of myself, But allowing someone else's words um, Mm -hmm. to greatly impact how I felt about myself. And now, you know, the words weren't direct, right? You know, it's not like anyone ever said to me, Nicole, you aren't good enough. But it was, you know, subtle critique of something I did. Or yes, and where are the results for this? Led me down a path to say, I'm not good at this. Um, so that was yeah. a really interesting realization for me that I never really thought I had. I mean, if you talk to most people, they'll say, oh, Nicole's super confident, da 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 da. And I slipped into a place of very low confidence this year. And, you know, I, I can't blame it on someone else because it was me internalizing those words in a certain way. So I don't know if you have any thoughts or reflections on that. Cause I think, you know, that was uh, something new that I experienced. I rarely ever said I wasn't worthy or I wasn't confident in doing something, but for the first time in a very long time, someone else made me feel like I couldn't do that.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I do. I actually do. So, um, pulling back, we, we speak about, um, you know, thought leaders and consultants and coaches often dig into areas where I, I like to title it the "me search." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really, because it, 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 you know, you do the research on things that, and experiences that you've had to help uh, move forward from that. So, I absolutely, you know, I've had experiences working with and for individuals, and and I think we could probably chat offline and have a cocktail and and debrief. But um, but those words they they, they can hurt. Um, and they can, and it's and it's hard to not internalize. And if it's something that's happening over a period of days, weeks, and months, and again, under that accumulation effect, they stack. Um, and 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 it, and it and it may be hard for you to to not, you know that that starts to become the false proof, so to speak, or the false. Facts or the false, uh, fake news, Limits. as I like to maybe. Oh my <laughs> look gosh, at it. that's
0: an amazing yeah. way to phrase it. Limiting yeah. beliefs are fake news. Fake news.
1: There we go. <gasps> you know what? We just
0: came up with the title. Of I, the think I think we did. I think so. Are fake news.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love it. I, I think that is that is so great. It, it, but you do, you know, you're probably being too hard on yourself because I do believe managers and leaders. Um, and employees, we all have the accountability and the role and the privilege um, to impact other people's lives. And so, you know, I know this is a leadership podcast and and turning it to the leader piece of it. It it, it is important that leaders, um, you know, manage people with respect. And and often it comes down to their own insecurities and limiting beliefs that they are overcompensating in some some way um, and lashing out at others. Um, but here's the here's the solution. I, it's not a quick solution. And again, I'm name dropping. Jamie uh, Kern Lima. She just wrote a book. I just finished it. Believe it. Um, she was the founder of It Cosmetics. You can Google her and find out a little bit more. But she has a concept, and she speaks about a concept of, you know, the visualization of getting one of those megaphones, you know, that you see at big rallies or whatnot, um, and and that you have you have the control to give that megaphone to people. Or not and to take it away or turn down the volume and that has actually been a really good visual I've, I've, I've actually deferred to and a lot of my clients have deferred to um, when you know because it, it does come down to a lot of times what people may say about you and it's not even just today it's not just what they'll say to your face what they might what you might think they're saying behind your back or even worse what they're saying to you on social media um, and and so it's, it's so much easier for people to be able to say these nasty things to individuals um, you know when they're hiding behind a screen. Um, so so you know giving giving away that don't don't let them have the power. You know taking that taking that power and take the microphone away.
0: Yeah, and it's very interesting. And you know if you looked at those words individually, would someone else be impacted by them? I'm not sure. Um, you know was you know when I go back and explore what. Um, impacted me so greatly why why did I lose such confidence was it the words was it me was it what was it you know and it's hard to say Um, but again that first step is recognizing that um, something is having impact on impact on you and is creating limiting beliefs for you and so I that's why I'm so thrilled to be able to share this podcast uh, with everyone because I want people to start to recognize what a limiting belief could sound like. And it sounds like I'm not worthy. I can't do this. I don't have the right certification. I, uh, I must not be good. There's probably a great, you know, trigger word. I must not be good at this because this isn't happening. I must not be very skilled at this. I must not have the tools to do this. Um, something must be wrong with me. And that's why this is happening. So starting to identify that. And I mean, I think the, the biggest kind of game changer was me for me was how those limiting beliefs make you feel. Yes. And and they make you feel bad. And I I honestly can't say I'd ever experienced that to such an extent. Um, They make you feel and they literally they almost paralyze you is the best way i can describe it and you kind of talked about it as procrastination um but it it's almost paralyzing because you start to lack trust in yourself to do even the most basic things yes yes right like i i if i can't do this can i even send an email i must not be good enough to even write this email or write this proposal or reach out to this person or have this phone call, I must not be good enough because X, Y, Z. And that is a very um, strange, it was a very strange place for me to be in. Um, And I, you know, I would want to help. I mean, it's kind of always been my mission is to create leaders that make people feel limitless, not make people feel like they can't even write an email. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I I absolutely,
1: and I think many people um, can relate. But I am sorry that you went through, you know, such an such an experience. Uh, you know, I'd like to think that it was an anomaly, but unfortunately, I think it, you know, in most people's careers, we're going to work for or with somebody, um, you know, with si- similar type of type of attributes. Um, and you're right about the parallel, the paralysis. I didn't think of that when I thought of the procrastination, but the ultimate paralysis, because you feel like if you do X, you're going to get berated for Y and Z. But if you do A, you're going to get berated for B and C and not having not giving your employees. And we spoke about this um, on Clubhouse uh, earlier, that, that the, the the space for failure, the idea of like, it's OK to be, you know, this it's OK that this is a 1.0 version um, it's okay to take some risks and, and building that as part of the culture, um, helping, helping people so that they can bring their potential. And to your point, um, you know, feel like they're, they're limitless.
0: Yeah. And you know, it doesn't, it doesn't take much. I mean, it doesn't even have to be berating at any, you know, in any way it's maybe even the lack of praise or lack of encouragement or lack of, um, Support, lack of resources, lack of tools, lack of exposure. Right? It doesn't. It, it doesn't even need to be um, that. What's the word I'm looking for here? That pointed. Yeah. Right. It, but yeah. But interesting. You say that you keep using the word lack, lack.
1: Um, n- what is maybe worse, <laughs> in some ways, you know? And I, I'm going really kind of deep here for a moment, but but is neglect. And, and um, that can even be in being forgotten or being an afterthought or that can also play a role. So um, it may not be, you're right, as, as pointed or be full on bullying, um, but, it, but it can have uh, similar in, you know, implications and manifest in a similar way. And, 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 and I think create those limiting beliefs.
0: So exciting. So, so exciting to unpack and, and, and be self-aware. I mean, and again, for me, I've always said that leaders, the only way that a leader can be a spectacular um, leader that makes their people feel like they are limitless and can defile odds is if they are self-aware enough to recognize when they are impacting others. Right. And what,
1: absolutely.
0: What just their name and title um, create Uh, feelings and assumptions and beliefs in others that, you know, that need to be worked on. Um, So it's super fascinating. So Brenda, tell me what kind of people should be reaching out to you to get some assistance? Who's your... (laughs)
1: Who needs you the most? I need mean, you. <laughs> I need you. I need you, <laughs> I help, need you Nicole. I need you, Nicole. <laughs> oh, it's it, you know. And again, this is the the flipping the switch of confidence. It really is about being of service and who can I help? Who can I help the most? Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I do um, really resonate a lot with what I call the insecure overachiever um, individuals who deep down know in their heart of their hearts so they have so much more to offer, um, but for whatever reason. They are just uh, having roadblocks or creating their own roadblocks. Um, so I would say the insecure overachiever. My experience, uh, you know, is with more of the, you know, I don't want to put an age on anything because I believe an insecure overachiever can be at any age, and I'm a probably I think a really good example of that today. Um, so I would say those are the the individuals in terms of looking who who want to level up, um, level up their game. I also. I love the idea of partnering with organizations. I've got a great startup I'm having conversations with and looking at building a, you know, full on leadership curriculum where they, this is their, their values, their, their philosophy, um, where it aligns very much with all the pieces that you had spoken with, about ensuring that their employees are, are limitless as well. Um, so I would say those are, I would say that the two, the insecure overachiever, um, corporate, and of course, other business schools who are, um looking to build out some of their programming in terms of um, creating overall, you know, career and organizational happiness is, is, is really, is really uh, a core belief of mine. I believe uh, you spend more time, you know, maybe not physically today at work, but more time working um, professionally than you do with your family, what you do with yourself over the course of a life. Um, and so you know, it's a, it's a big, I would say, I use the word passion of mine, that this is the time that I think should be spent being, it should be meaningful, it should be fun, it should be lighthearted, you should, um, you know, and, and you should feel like you are in a place in the world where you're bringing your gifts and and helping and adding value and helping move the world. Um, you know, sounds cheesy, I'm going all gushy and cheesy, but, but helping the world move in a, in a really great direction. I so that was it. a big answer. That was a, big, a big answer. answer. But...
0: I, I will be very curious um, when we uh, record again in three months, six months, a year from now, uh, we'll have to go back and replay uh, this piece and see how differently your um, your target market and, and who you're reaching out yes. to and who your ideal client is in a year. I'm, I'm very excited to see that uh, transform and evolve. And, yeah. and lastly, where can people find you and reach out for your services?
1: Uh, I think the best place is LinkedIn. So Brenda Pearson on LinkedIn. I'm very active there. Um, I do have an Instagram handle at Brenda BP. Um, but also my email, we can put in the show notes. Um, if anybody really wants to um, email me, it's Brenda Pearson, consulting at gmail.com. Um,
0: but Did that we hear the be, limiting like, belief there as if anyone would want to <laughs> email me?
1: they want to email you they want to find you
0: (laughs) see exactly
1: the (laughs) me search right look at you (laughs) this is what happens when coaches get together
0: (laughs) (laughs) i love it share that email one more time because i want to make sure people can can reach out to you brenda
1: pearson consulting at gmail.com
0: perfect Brenda, it has been an absolute pleasure and a um, nice little kind of deep uh, bit of recovery and exploration for me, too. So I really enjoyed that. And I know our listeners will, too. Thank you for taking the time with us today. It's been amazing to have you on at the whiteboard and I can't wait to have you back um, for something again soon. Amazing. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Nicole. Have a great day. You, too. Thanks for joining us at At The Whiteboard. We've had an amazing time with you here today. If you want to keep up to date with everything that At The Whiteboard podcast is doing, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at whiteboard consult or on our website at www.whiteboardconsulting.ca. Talk soon.